wedding planning with a 21st century bride and groom. My name is Aaron. I'm the bride. My name is Maxwell. I'm the groom. Today marks 259 days till our wedding day. Throughout this podcast, we'll be exploring the many facets of wedding planning, being engaged during a time of true chaos and uncertainty, and ensuring everyone out there that if we can do it, so can you. We will also be documenting our journey through film and creating a feature documentary that explores wedding traditions, societal norms, and stereotypes surrounding this age-old event. In the documentary, we will interview generations of family and friends that have all shaped our views on what a marriage looks like in the 21st century. And this podcast will give you an even closer look into the nitty-gritty details of our journey planning a wedding. And of course, because we're the dramatic people that we are, we couldn't just plan a wedding. We had to do it while we navigate being parents, full-time students, all during a global pandemic. So let's get into it. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we want to give a little bit of an intro yeah, about ourselves because we're virtually strangers. <laughs> and not you and me, but us in the audience. Wow. <gasps> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll go first. My name is Aaron Metz. I am 23 years old. Um, it says here occupation. I'm currently an unemployed teacher who just got her credential. Um, but due to COVID-19, um, we are not in classrooms. So that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I'm also two months away from getting my master's degree. Uh, so then I'll be an unemployed teacher with a master's degree. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm also a uh, writer, singer, sister, friend, uh, stepmother to be. And um, a fun fact about me, I sing for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Anaheim Ducks uh, when they are in season. I've been doing that for about six years now, um, except I didn't do it this year because they didn't want any people around. So. And, and what do you sing for them? I sing the national anthem. Did oh. I not say that? You didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just go <laughs> to the team. I go into the general vicinity of the stadium. Happy birthday whenever it's yeah. a teammate's birthday. Oh, you know. yeah. No. I'm just, I'm really their in-house <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I sing the anthem, and, and at the baseball games, I sing the stretch, the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. So, um, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Maxwell. Uh, I'm 29 years old gonna be 30 this year it's it's kind of upsetting um <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting i guess um For me, i'm not <laughs> turning 30 <laughs> i am a filmmaker um i'm a transmedia producer which we'll get into that a little later um i've i've had a lot of different jobs but currently uh, i'm just kind of waiting on the next gig he uh, means to say he's also unemployed. I am also an unemployed <laughs> filmmaker, yeah. Um, but I write, I cook, you know. <laughs> That's all I've been doing really is cooking lately. I'm hungry. <laughs> I, I love food too. <laughs> but um, fun fact about me, I am a lord now <laughs> because we bought property in Ireland and technically, that makes me a landlord or lord. <laughs> when he says bought property, I, we bought five square feet of land in hey. Kerry, Ireland. <laughs> hey, technicalities <laughs> are technicalities. I can put it on a business card. It's true. You can, you can put it on everything except what a driver's license. When I uh, yeah, when I <laughs> when I emailed Allegiant about uh, <gasps> no, you didn't. I did. I was very mad. I was like, I demand my money back. 
uh, signed Lord Maxwell <laughs> Allen Duncan of Kerry. So maybe that's why they got back to me so quick. <laughs> that's hilarious. I did not know you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how we met, because we are engaged people. Yes, we are currently engaged. Um, we met doing a community theater production of Little Shop of Horrors. And uh, do you, I mean, do you want to talk about like how that went about? Because cause I, I wasn't going to do the show. Uh, I didn't even have a car. I didn't have anything, you know, at the time. But the director was like, hey, can you come in? You only need to do like a week. And then we'll do the show. And so I was like, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. Ah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and I was um, I was in it from the beginning. I was actually cast in it. And you just came because you were going to be the puppeteer, right? Yeah, I, I was just plan. filling in. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had been rehearsing for like three weeks. And, and it was a bunch of us. Like, I mean, gosh, three of the people in that production are in our wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, in it. Um, and so... There were a lot of loved ones in the show already. I knew everybody. And then randomly one day, this guy uh, in a free hugs t-shirt waltzes in. <laughs> and um, I looked at my one of my friends and I said, who is that guy? And he goes, I don't know, and walks up to you. And, and <laughs> um, yeah, that was that. Yeah. Tell him about the, uh, the sunglasses. Oh, um, well... Um, it's it's cute. I like it. Well, how long after you and I met were you just totally in love with me? Um, about forty five seconds at the <laughs> latest. So, so Max was flirting with me from the very beginning. Um, actually, got me in trouble how much he was flirting with me. The first <laughs> thing I ever said to him was, um, "You're not allowed to look at me like." ever because he got me in trouble for making me laugh when I was supposed to be singing. And then I said, why? I did not have a response to that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, one day after rehearsal, it was like 10 o'clock at night. That was the day we met. No, it wasn't. It was that first day. It was not the first day. Yeah. Cause it was okay. So, Oh, you're right. Cause you were like, (gasps) uh, so am I ever going to see you or I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, no, you're not going to. And you got, like, you taken <laughs> aback. And I was like, that's because it's my birthday tomorrow. I'm going out with my family. But I'll see you on Saturday. And you were like, oh, okay. I did not say it <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you, you melted. Anyway, it was um, the day before his birthday. And um, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night. And we walked out. And um, he had these sunglasses on. And they were like... You know what? What style they're, sunglasses are they're they? Just, they're just bright orange <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> they are. They're really obnoxious. And, and they and don't match anything you own. And here's the thing: it was ten at night, but I was wearing them because I didn't want to carry them, <laughs> so I just put them on my face. But my style of flirting is just observational humor, <laughs> and so I looked at him, and I said, um, "Oh, <laughs> sunglasses at night." And now that I'm saying it, it's a wonder you ever spoke to me again. Well, it's a wonder you ever spoke to me after what I said. (laughs) What did you say? In response, I said, it's always sunshine in my world. 
and that should <laughs> never have worked. No, because... But for some reason... Well, it was because dramatic-ass me looked off into the distance and was like, I could use a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you put the sunglasses on I, my face. I took my sunglasses off. <laughs> I smiled. I stepped closer to her with all the swagger I could muster. <laughs> I put the sunglasses on her face and I asked her, what do you see? Ugh, and, and because said, I enjoy callbacks and cyclical storytelling, I, don't said, we all? <laughs> I said, sunshine. Ooh! <laughs> that exchange should not have worked. On paper, it just sounds like a bad Hallmark oh, movie. Oh, it was so bad. But, man, was it a magical moment for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, one of my now, my, one of my bridesmaids comes walking out, and she's like, Max, we've been looking for you everywhere. Let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> she was driving you. Yeah, she was my ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And it, then, I mean, the rest is history. I started driving you to rehearsals. Yeah. Um, and we've been together almost three years now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It'll be three years a day three. before your birthday. Yeah. Well, no, that's when we met. It was a few a few months later. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was love at first sight. So oh, okay. I'd say we've been together since we locked eyes. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> so um, a little I- insight into what our relationship dynamic looks like. So I am very much um, a planner. So as we go about this podcast... I'm going to talk extensively about the way that I have found it easiest to plan and navigate everything uh, surrounding the chaos that is wedding planning. But I don't just do that for the wedding. I actually just enjoy planning in general. Um, yeah, you're the organizer. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we transformed our closet in our room into like a second office space because, you know, we're both. <laughs> Uh, distance learning and everything and the entire closet is just planners and post-it notes (laughs) and equipment yeah Uh it it actually it looks quite impressive for the tiny space that it is Um, but while she's kind of like the logistical planner thing I'm kind of the the brute force hands and feet of the operation Mm -hmm. I do all the you know heavy lifting and stuff and I mean I'm good with that that's fine it's it's a really good dynamic until I plan too much and I uh, forget that the hands and feet need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I get real anxious because I'm like, I need this to be done. Yeah. But and then you try to, you know, help me out and that's <laughs> not your forte. It's, I, I know. <laughs> Look at all the holes in the wall from where I tried to hang things up. <laughs> um, but we... Um, we have a couple other unique characteristics in our relationship. Um, I think, like, one of the things that we have to start off with is that uh, Aaron will be my second wife. Um, yeah. I, I was married before. I was in the Air Force, and um, 98% of marriages that happen in the Air Force uh, end in divorce shortly thereafter. And, you know, it is what it is that we have a working relationship with. Uh, Abby's mom, uh, and everything's okay. We have a child. Oh, yeah. That's a good. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of, uh, we're raising uh, a little girl. She's five and a half. Uh, Her name is Abigail. And she's awesome. She is awesome. Um, Yeah, so that's uh, 
kind of just in non-traditional non-traditional aspects of our wedding uh wedding and marriage and relationship in general um so we have been raising her we live together and um Mm -hmm. have been putting her through school we have primary custody of her uh and so we are really fortunate to be able to see her as often as we do and um i have been uh bffs with abby since she was two i met Mm -hmm. her when she was two so um, and you didn't even meet her as my girlfriend or my significant no, other. No, no. I started to babysit her um, when I mean, you and I were dating, mm. but it was important to me and to you that w- me and Abby built a relationship outside of you mm-hmm. and her relationship to you. And so I started to babysit her while you would like go to work and mm-hmm. things like that. And um, and it, it sh- I think she I mean, she's so brilliant. She started to pick up on you and me and mm-hmm. so it would be like you would come home and she would run and give you hugs and kisses and then she would look at us and point to each other and be like okay now kiss <laughs> and i th- i'm pretty sure that she thinks that she's, she's the, the reason. one that brought us yeah. together <laughs> she's like my dad started dating my babysitter it's great <laughs> but um but yeah. i mean for as long as abby's had memory uh aaron's been in her life and been yeah the perfect you know Mm-hmm. perfect person to have in her life I think well she started calling me mom when uh, she wants things so. yeah <laughs> she <laughs> realizes when she's she's sad and she needs you know yeah to be pampered yeah she's very manipulative <laughs> no she's but well, well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we are both full-time students uh erin's mm-hmm. getting her master's mm-hmm. uh and i'm finally getting around to finishing my bachelor's where are you going to school I'm going to school at the L.A. Film School in Hollywood. And I'm like right on Sunset Boulevard. It's real nice. It's awesome. Uh, And I'm getting my bachelor's degree in film uh, with a focus in directing and screenwriting. And we've both been doing our schooling virtually for the past Mm -hmm. nine months. Um, When this episode comes out, it will be New Year's Day 2021. Um, And like everyone who... uh, doesn't live under a rock knows that we've been going through a global pandemic Mm -hmm. this past year in 2020 if you were not aware of this (laughs) fact uh good on you look outside (laughs) (laughs) you have been safe i'm sure oh yeah oh my gosh can you imagine (laughs) um but fortunately during this time it's given us lots of um just time i think uh I think a lot of people are really grateful for the amount of time that they've been given um, and like being able to put things into focus. And I definitely feel extremely focused and um, we've been able to really um, begin to pursue our dreams of like becoming filmmakers and writers and um, really just putting that stuff into the world because uh, I mean, when you go through something like that and everybody has gone through this really traumatic time and, um, you know, I think it just puts things into perspective. Yeah. And that's it. I've seen it a lot with, um, you know, just the people I go to school with. Everybody's taking the time and mm-hmm. while they're home working on their working on their projects. And that's that's yeah. really cool. We've and been very fortunate to be able to do that, too. Yeah. And we have friends who are doing um, 
similar things like mm-hmm. um shout out to shannon and trevor's podcast that i will put in a pseudo advertisement here in a little bit <laughs> um and uh we have other friends who are also wedding planning at the same time i'm super mm-hmm. excited i want to have them on um so just lots of lots of love and lots of uh gratitude surrounding um, at least the people that we've surrounded ourselves with. So we are extremely fortunate. And when we reflect on our family and friends, um, for the majority of uh, them, we are we are extremely supported and, and we are very fortunate in that regard. Yeah. So we're going to give a disclaimer. This is going to be at the end of every episode. And it's just, you know, covering our bases and, and trying to keep us on track of, of what this podcast is about. So uh, everything that we say, these are our personal opinions and experiences our whole purpose of this documentary and this podcast is to explore how our experiences shape how we view weddings and marriage and the many stereotypes and traditions that surround it this is not a commentary on anyone else's choices in their wedding planning process or marriage you do you bitch (laughs) so we're gonna play a little getting to know you game just because this is our introduction video okay let's get to know Uh, let me pull it up right here okay so um uh we're gonna ask questions and then we'll both answer uh our respective answers Mm -hmm. cool so the first one is what superpower do you wish you had it was very interesting we are watching the boys uh now that's that's our current show it's a show on amazon and uh it's actually pretty good um and i was thinking about this earlier today i was like hmm i would like to be indestructible not even to have like the super strength or anything that comes with it. I just want to, you know, be able to be thrown through a wall and not feel it. I get it. <laughs> I wish I could throw you through a wall. No, I'm just kidding. That's not my so super, super strength. Sh- no, is, no, yeah. no, 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 no. My superpower would be teleportation. One hundred percent. That's no a doubt good about one. It. You know why? Because not only is it like people are like, oh, I want super, you know, agility. Like they want to be super fast. And it's like I could just teleport out of there. Like nothing um i just really want to save on gas yeah and like and i hear you and we've been doing some traveling because abby's currently um in idaho with her mom and uh for like you know just back and forth flights back and forth back and forth Mm. it's really expensive and it's kind of chaotic and right now it's not very safe uh just traveling and so i'd like to be able to just poof be there yeah just just, 14 hour drive nah just a five second poof Poof. And then people people have asked, like, would you have teleportation if, like, the time is still taken from your life? Like, have you heard that question? Um, n- No, actually. I've never actually heard that one. Like, when somebody says teleportation as their superpower, it's like, okay, but here's the catch. Um, However long it would take uh-huh. you to walk from here to, yeah. you know, New York. It takes out of your life. And you know what I would well, say to that? that's stupid. No, I don't care. <laughs> Do it. It's convenient. And if I live even six months less, but the entirety of my life, it was so nice to travel. 100%. Yes, I would. I would still do it. <laughs> That's what you need I'd to only know make me. short trips like from here to the bed. <laughs> Just like I don't want to walk all the way over there. Oh, my God. It's three seconds off my life. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, we save up our minutes and then yeah. we take a trip. <laughs> Um, okay, next question. What are three things on your bucket list? Oh, well, we have we have a bucket list right here, mm-hmm. actually. 
Uh, it's really really cool. We have these hundred things to do scratch off bucket list. Um, it's pretty cool. Let me see. Let me look at it real quick. Okay. Well, I'm gonna answer mine while you're looking. Uh, number one thing on my bucket list is to get my scuba diving license so I can swim with a whale shark. Like I love all whales. Whales are my favorite uh, animal, but um, whale sharks like my number one. They're so beautiful, so gentle, uh, and I want to be able to scuba dive and like explore. Uh, number two, I would really like to um, vacation in Greece. Like traveling abroad is a bucket list, no matter what. But Greece, I don't know. Want to live my Mamma Mia fantasy. So that's my second thing on my bucket list. My third thing, I want to say something cheesy like, you know, have a family or whatever. But I'm going to go really vain and I'm going to say I'd like to win a Tony. So <laughs> those are my three things on the top, tippy top of my bucket list. What about you? Well, so, okay, so I'm looking at these and some of them are really cool. Um, I definitely want to learn sign language. Oh, uh, yeah. That's like a bucket list thing. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I, you know, Abby's learning sign language in her her school. Yeah, she's totally schooling us yeah, on it, by the way. <laughs> she was like, no, Aaron, like this. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing that. <laughs> I would also love to live in a different country. I am 29 years old, and I have never been outside the U.S. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. I would love to live, even if it's just for like a couple months, mm-hmm. in another country. That's a good one. I think that'd be fun. Okay, that's one. What's your other two? Oh, that's two. What's it? What's Oh, sign language. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that just fell out of my brain. It only counts as one. <laughs> All right, what's your third one? You know what? I'm looking at these, and the one that really is just reaching out to me is sketch a self-portrait. I am a terrible artist, but I think that would be interesting. <laughs> I am not going to laugh at you because I support you. You are currently life. laughing. I'm not laughing. I believe my laughter. <laughs> Okay. Moving on. Uh, next question. What is the first thing you would do if you won the lottery? The you first go ahead thing. Um, the very first thing I would do, I, well, I have two addendums to that. Okay. First thing I would do is pay off our credit cards. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, second thing I would do is I would give my parents money for their beach house. They have yeah. literally done so much for me. I would just give them as much as I could possibly justify giving them and say this is for literally – being the best parents in the whole world yeah and then make them move to the beach because they would be like oh no we should save it and I'd be like no this is for you uh, and then we'd pick out a beach house force nice things on. oh them. yeah oh, sometimes you gotta do it yeah i i always said i would pay off my parents house uh so that they can just live comfortably oh you know? we're so selfless no but then <laughs> after that <laughs> After we've done, after we bought your parents the house, and after we paid off my parents' house, you and I are, <laughs> you know, we're just gonna save the rest for us. You know, go oh on yeah. a really long vacation. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll talk about Abby's college. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, next question: If a movie was made about your life, what celebrity would play you? You know, I don't see it at all, but I several times. A mutual friend of ours has said that I look like Ryan Reynolds. Hold on. And I think. He said you look like the Walmart version of Ryan Reynolds. That's an insult to (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. Because I don't look anything like Ryan Reynolds. But I think it would be very interesting to see that casting choice. Yeah. (laughs) I know realistically speaking, I'm sure somebody like Melissa McCarthy would play me, which would be great. I mean, 100%. She's awesome. 
But if I could pick anyone to play me, it would be Julie Andrews. Yeah. She is my queen. Can you imagine Ryan Reynolds and Julie Andrews having a love I'm scene? getting emotional talking about Julie oh, Andrews. That would be hilarious. I literally love her so we got to move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So next question says, um, what is your favorite romantic memory uh, with your significant other? Uh, favorite romantic memory with you? Um, I don't know. I think there's when I look back at the the year in review pictures that we just went through mm-hmm. and look at all our, our pictures um I really like uh when you and I went to Vegas and we were at the pool and we were <laughs> sipping on champagne and eating that flatbread pizza and just like uh, couldn't keep our eyes off each other we were sipping champagne that was free because we told them that we were already on our honeymoon yeah exactly <laughs> um hey if that's not romantic <laughs> Then I don't know what it is. Mutual scamming. We yeah. love it. Um, well, okay. So, so what about you? Well, you've done so many sweet things for me. And I I, I don't want to say, like, you when you proposed to me, because that's basic and that's, like, I mean, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the most romantic memory, like, my favorite, because there have been so many, mm-hmm. um, is when you planned like an entire picnic for me because I had just started teaching and I was really overwhelmed and <laughs> like you got a babysitter for Abby and and you like planned this whole thing you got like all my favorite foods and we drove up to like the spot that we like to look out at and he like brought our end table in our living room <laughs> so that we had a table to eat at um and it was just like there was just so much thought there and it was really sweet yeah that was actually that was really fun to to put together <laughs> I See, was, we uh, love to plan. Yeah, I was very happy with that. All right. So what is your most embarrassing moment? Okay, so this happened um, when I was in seventh grade. Um, it was Valentine's Day, and I had a crush on uh, my friend's brother, who was in ninth grade. Um, and <laughs> so me and my sister biked to, like, the Walgreens. It was, like, a mile from our house or whatever. And I bought this, like big heart like chocolate heart um and it was like wrapped in tinfoil and I bought this bear and I had the bear hugging the chocolate tinfoil heart and um I gave it to him I think it was like a day before Valentine's Day because I wasn't going to see him like on actual Valentine's Day because it was like a Tuesday or something and um I gave it to him and I like batted my eyes at him and he literally held it in his hand for like five seconds and gives it back to me and goes oh no I don't want this. (laughs) And he gave it back to me. And then I like went home and bawled and ate the entire chocolate heart. Like I ate it so fast and with such ferocity that I think that I did eat some of the tinfoil. Like that, I, I, that, that is something that I've been there to this day. Yeah. It just makes me so mad. Like how dare he not just take it. It's like, you can just can just take the gift, it's you know, a, yeah. you jerk. Like, I'm sure that seventh grade me was probably like, if he takes it, you know, we're getting married. But so I get I get maybe where his mind was at. Dude, but. if you're out there and you're hearing the story and you know it's you, I, I would be disappointed in myself if I was if yeah. I was you. Oh, you absolutely. You, you 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 really missed out <laughs> because that chocolate was great. <laughs> what is uh, yours? Uh my most embarrassing moment, uh, I was in sixth grade, 
and I was on uh, a Little League baseball team. We were the Red Sox, and we were at uh, the batting cages for practice. And I went to the bathroom and locked myself in the bathroom. Now, the lock was still on the inside. Like, I still could turn it and unlock <laughs> it. But I didn't realize how far it had to go. Like, I, I thought I was turning it all the way, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get out. And I screamed and pounded on the door, <laughs> and they were trying to get me out for, like, five whole minutes. And I just had to turn it that much more. Like, the, the, the deadbolt was a really far turn for some reason. <laughs> and so I, you know, walk out of the bathroom, and I'm crying um, because I, I was afraid that I was going to be locked in there forever. Oh. It was really bo- <laughs> embarrassing. But, I mean, it's really funny thinking back on it now. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. just, you know. I'm not even going to lie to you. I have looked at some, like, public bathrooms with, like, difficult locks, and I've had that same fear <laughs> of, like, what if I can't get out? So, you know, little Max, I get you. It's a terrifying thing, you know. <laughs> it's not that you're worried that, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna wet my pants when I'm in right. the bathroom, you know, that no, sort no, of thing. No. But it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to eat if this is my where I have to live for the rest of my life, you know? <sighs> okay, so um let's go down. Um what moment from your past would you happily relive again? Ooh. I have mine. Do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I'll think about mine. Mine would literally be any moment with my uh my grandmother, my dad's mom, mm-hmm. who has who she passed when I was about 13. Um but I just loved her so much specifically um one christmas um it was the last christmas that she spent with us um and i just remember it being so fun it was at my parents house like all our family was there and it really it was like one of the last memories i have where everyone in my family was together and just like i'm i'm sure that i'm remembering it differently than it actually was but in my like 12 year old mind everyone was just so happy it was so great mm-hmm. And she was there, and, like, I, like, talked to her all night. And she gave me, like, a pair of her Christmas earrings that I now wear every year uh, on Christmas Eve. Mm. And, yeah, I just, I'd like to, I'd like to see her, and I'd like to tell her, you know, all the cool things that, that I'm, you know, sure she in some way has seen and been there for. Yeah, that's a good moment. Yeah. And and she'd be proud of you, you know. Yeah. Um, For me, I think it's, it's when we... Last year when we went to Disneyland um, for Thanksgiving, because it rained, um, and Abby was Abby was on vacation, so it was just uh, you, me, your parents, and your siblings, Mm -hmm. and uh, and it rained like heavy all day, so it was nice and cold. It was Thanksgiving and raining, so there was hardly anybody there, Uh, and it was just (laughs) a blast. Yeah, we were there all day. Yeah, we were there the whole day, and it was just fun from beginning to end yeah so uh that's that's one of my favorite memories uh and i'd love to relive that day yeah yeah all right have you ever had a reoccurring dream if so what was it yes or no have you had a reoccurring dream um i don't think i have i think all my all my dreams are different (laughs) they're all original (laughs) (laughs) no i have had a reoccurring dream i broke my arm when i was four years old And (laughs) when I was in the hospital, my, I think it was my dad. It may have been like a different family member, but pretty sure it was my dad. So he's, I'm going to blame him for this. 
got me a balloon of a it was a yellow <laughs> balloon <laughs> with a smiley face on it like just a regular black smiley face like if you remember um walmart used to have that like smiley face in their commercials yeah, or the watchman like, smiley yeah face. exactly like the, the generic yellow smiley yes and i loved the balloon and so when i got home uh, with my little cast my dad um uh, it was like a mylar balloon and mm-hmm. so he popped it so that we could flatten it and we pinned it on my wall <laughs> and that night and every so often for years i had a dream that this balloon which i called the talking smile because it would talk to me would kill me in different ways this talking smile would i remember very vividly there was one time i was like in a like a dark room full of brick and it came down a chimney and ate me mm. there was another time i was like on a hill and it pushed me off a cliff like and it would just be so smug to me and i remember like after years of being just crippled by these dreams i told my mom about it and she was like <laughs> i think she was trying not to laugh at me because i was so genuinely upset about this talking smile and Mr. She, oh, stop it don't you dare so anyway <laughs> um she told me she was like well what if you try to stand up to it like like what if you in your dream you know tell him that he can't hurt you and so i remember being like that's never gonna work and then <laughs> i <laughs> i had another dream and something in me i don't know i think i learned how to lucid dream because um I stood up to the talking smile and he deflated like a balloon. And to this day, I have never had another dream about the talking smile ever again. Aaron, you thwarted a literal demon. I did. And you know what's so funny is now I have really bad sleep paralysis. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that I taught myself how to lucid dream and I still don't quite have control of it. (laughs) I mean, that's your superpower. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Um, okay, next question. What's your biggest success? Um, I think my biggest success is that I I was able to pull myself out of, you know, this financial hole that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after my divorce, I was unemployed for a while. I had had my car repossessed, and I was trying to get out of, like, what was it like nine thousand dollars of debt Mm -hmm. and so i i worked like three jobs um i was still being a parent uh full-time well part-time because abby went back and forth between Mm -hmm. here and idaho um and so just just being able to to hit the grindstone and work my way slowly out of nine thousand dollars of debt i think that is the 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 uh, the greatest achievement like really mm-hmm. um that i've been able to do and i'm I'm very proud of where i am now you know yeah. getting out of that yeah what about you um so i've done some cool things and um you know i've been able to experienced some pretty cool things um and i i I would say something like oh you know being being a parent or Mm -hmm. being but i don't look at abby or you as objects that i can label as my successes yeah she's her own person so you know no offense to people who do say my children are my greatest success like i don't think so because they they're gonna have their own successes like um 
So I would say my greatest success up until this point is something like we did really recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now uh, very technically um, a published author. Yeah. Um, I wrote a, um, a couple short stories, they're children's stories, um, when my dad uh, would like tuck me and my siblings into bed when we were younger. He would tell us these stories about jumping Jimmy and like his adventure saving the day and stuff and um he used to do that all the time because he um he's an english professor and he uh likes to write and stuff has always wanted to do that and so you know he's just a really good storyteller and i think i i picked up some of that because um for christmas i wrote um some adventures of jumping jimmy and we had my brother who's 12 (laughs) uh dress up like a superhero and we put him in front of a green screen and I, you know, <laughs> illustrated this book and my sister's in it and Abby is in it as a dragon. Like, um, <laughs> and, you know, I think my biggest success was being able to share that with my dad and my family. And now that it's uh, actually published on yeah. Amazon, um, I would say that to date, that's my my biggest success. Yeah. So. And we'll, we'll put the link in the. In yeah. the description of the podcast. Yeah, episode. please. I think that'd be cool. Please buy it. It's $3. <laughs> and as we've been saying, we're unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's called The Adventures of Jumping Jimmy. Um, okay, next question. What food could you not live without? Go. Uh, breakfast food. Like, Ooh. I love breakfast food okay. any time of day. Eggs, bacon, sausage. Like, it's all. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's the best. Absolutely. What Mine? about you? Oh, pizza. I'm going to be basic. And oh, yeah. Pizza. Well, yeah. I like I love food. I love food so much. We just had pizza for lunch. We did <laughs> frozen pizza, um, <laughs> but yeah, it just uh, yum. It's a good you know go to. We are having pizza cater our wedding. Yeah, that'll be something really fun that we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, okay, if you could move anywhere, where would it be? I mean, we talk about New York all the time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Yeah, that's where we're gonna go for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be super fun. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's see. Let's go. What is one strange habit that you have? Ooh. Um, why don't you go first on this one? Well, like I bite my nails, and that's terrible. But that's not strange. That yeah. Everybody has that. You know what is strange is that uh, our child also bites her nails, and she calls me out when I bite my nails because we made a pact that we would both stop biting our nails and she has stuck to that pact and I have not. (laughs) (laughs) She, she, um, yeah, she does. She fully calls me out on it. She's like, Aaron, I thought we said we weren't going to bite our nails so that we could paint them for the wedding. And I'm like, yes, I know. (laughs) I know we said that. But what's yours? I have a strange habit of, like recreating noises immediately after they happen. <laughs> so like when a chair squeaks uh, immediately after, I will just out loud recreate the noise. Like, That's <laughs> true. I didn't even really notice that you did that until you just Well, it, that. it's like people doing funny voices. It's, you know, farts. Somebody farts and I'll go, <laughs> you know, and I, it's just a habit that I have. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why it's there. You're a human soundboard. Yeah, well, I guess, I, I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I just like, I, I, it's that I find the sound interesting, and then I want to see if I can do the sound. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it. I didn't notice it until 
later in life either. So, <laughs> all right, last question. Name three of the happiest moments of your life. <sighs> three of the happiest moments of my life. I think the first one, obviously, it it goes without saying, is the day Abby was born and I became a dad. And that was a really cool and monumental thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is when uh, when you said that if I wanted to go back to film school that we would we would do that and we would work that out and you'd supported me and that was the first time that I really felt you know that sense of support that I was looking for in my whole life mm-hmm. um, and then the third is when uh, you and I moved in together Aww. and I, I got to I got to be here with you uh, I got to spend every day with the love of my life yeah yeah. Oh. Gross. What about you? <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say the one like when my siblings were born. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're two separate events, but like my sister was born five years after me, and then my brother was born six years after that. Yeah, um, that counts. And I remember both of them, and just like, I mean, my life is full because of them. Like, I love them so so much. Um, so the birth of my siblings and like them being in my life. Uh, and then the day I met Abby. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. From the very beginning. I mean, it's one of my happiest memories is just remembering like meeting her and all the feelings of like anxiety and worry and stress leading up to it. And then when I did meet her, it was like, oh, I got this, you know? Yeah. She was really cute then. Oh, she was so (laughs) cute then. Oh, she used to be so cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's cute in different ways now. Yeah, <laughs> in different ways. She's cute when she like raps Nicki Minaj uh, and doesn't realize that she's saying bad words. Yeah. And I giggle from the front seat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then the third, I'm going to be cheesy and say when you proposed to me. Yeah. Yeah. You like that one? I did like oh, that good. one. It's, it, that was fun. I'm glad you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is, that's that on that. So next episode, we will start getting down and dirty with the wedding planning discussions of wedding traditions and the many elements that go into this crazy, amazing journey. Um, thank you so much for listening to something blue wedding planning with the 21st century bride and groom. I'm the bride and I'm the groom with 259 days to go. Happy planning. Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-